Hey everyone and welcome to the Just Chatting podcast, a podcast discussing all things fitness, well-being and mindset, hosted by yours truly, Jessica Banhan. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Just Chatting podcast. So myself and my guest have been talking for the last 20 minutes and this is our first time meeting, which is obviously a very, very good sign because I feel as if podcast episode is going to be truly amazing. I've actually been wanting to have this guest on, which she doesn't know. I've actually been wanting to do this episode for about like a month, maybe over two months, maybe since I started following you because Emma and myself, we share, share such similar values when it comes to fitness. And I felt let's just get Emma on the podcast and have a chat and just have a bit of fun and obviously provide some value for you guys. So everyone, I want to introduce online coach and first time figure competitor, Emma Carvin. Emma, thank you for joining me today. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. This is my first podcast ever, so I apologize in advance if I just ramble on or say something stupid. (laughs) Hopefully I can provide some value. (laughs) You will, you will. No, it's definitely going to be a very exciting episode um, as well. So for anyone that doesn't know, yes, as Em and I were talking off air, um, she is competing for the first time um, in the figure category um, of bodybuilding, which is going to be very, very exciting. It's 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 a category I think a lot of, females when they do go into competing that they kind of like shy away from as well do you find people have shied away from it and kind of just all go to bikini because it's like the safer option yeah I think I mean I can see the appeal of bikini especially when you look at a lot of the the fitness influencers who compete are bikini girls because it's it's a less extreme look I suppose um and I suppose the barrier to entry is lower as well. You know, if you're competing, if, if you've been training for like two years, you could probably do bikini. Whereas with figure, unless you're a genetic freak, uh, you're probably going to have to spend a bit more time building that muscle. Um, and I would have been the same, you know, a few years ago, I would have thought like, oh, that, that's a lot. Uh, but I think when you kind of fall in love with building muscle and getting bigger, you're like, nah, I, wa- I want to be huge. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm too small. I actually want to be bigger. <laughs> it's an endless cycle I think yeah once you once you become really passionate about like bodybuilding I think um whereas not I'm not not to assume but I think sometimes like people see bikini as not as much like bodybuilding Mm. it's more like it's a bit more pageanty to a degree um so then when you're kind of a hardcore bodybuilder it's like nah I want to do figure I want to do physique I want to do women's bodybuilding just because yeah and especially if you love training hard because for most people, if they train really, really hard, they probably will be a bit too big for bikini after yep. a few years, after a few years. Then you have wellness as well, which is amazing because wellness is kind of like that step between. Mm. Although I think a lot of people think wellness is something that it's not. <laughs> uh, it's like out of shape bikini. I'm like, no, those girls are huge. They're actually just as huge as the figure girls, to be fair. They just look a bit different. Yeah. I, I, had. I could have any genetics. I'd have wellness genetics, to be honest. Yeah, like no more because even um I remember when I compete when I competed after I competed last last year, I was in a stage where like I I asked for feedback and um no I competed in fitness modeling rather than bodybuilding last year. And the feedback that I did eventually get was that was like, oh, would you consider wellness? And I was like, what? I was like, I'm not a figure, I'm not a wellness like competitor. I was like, I don't have the the, the genetically yeah. bigger legs. And then I remember when my coach met me in real life because I switched, I changed coaches. And then when I met my when Mike met me for the first time, he was like, "Yeah, no, he was He was like, "That's what you need to be." Yeah, not a wellness competitor. Whereas like my sister, who's five and a half years younger, has the biggest legs ever, 
Um, but she trains yeah. differently to me. And as you, and literally, as you said, yeah. if you're going to do figure, if you're going to do wellness or a different form of like, if you're not basically doing bikini bodybuilding, like you need to be training at way bigger intensity. Now, I, I, I would like to say I train intense, but I've definitely only started training intensity maybe over the last like five or six months, which isn't yeah. ideal in the grand scheme of things. But like, as I said, like I could do wellness, but it could take me another four, three to four years on top of what yeah. I've already done. So I'm like, bikini is just an easier, perhaps, option. Um, not an easier, yeah. option. it's still tough. Like, I still have to get free fucking training. Yeah, prep, like, prep is hard, I think. Yeah, it's easy to be like, oh, it's easy to do bikini. It's like, it's, you're still putting your body through something that it doesn't want to do. You oh, yeah. know, like, it's still, it's still a challenge. Um, I think it's going to feel tough no matter what. Um, but yeah, no, I do. I, do, I definitely have like really fallen in love with the figurative vision, I have to say. But I did watch the Amateur Olympia in Alicante last year. And when those wellness girls walked out, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I just don't have the hips, you know. I think my hips are way too narrow. So my glutes from the back, they don't, they're just not round enough. And it's, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe I could do wellness because my quads, and then I'm like, nah, just don't have the glutes for it. Like, and I suppose I am quite figure in shape. So it would be kind of like, I may as well play to my strengths, I suppose, which is kind of one of the things that bodybuilding has let me do because I was always kind of bigger and like I was never a small person like I was never lean or skinny I always struggled with my weight um I always hated my quads I hated how big my shoulders were uh, which is so funny because now I'm like they're not big enough <laughs> um but wow when I was a teenager like that was something I was so insecure about so to have now found something that celebrates that I think like I love that so much this is why I love bodybuilding because it's like oh no you have this body part that's amazing and like there's this class and it lets you show off that body part I think that's really cool um especially for anyone who grew up in the era of like Kate Moss where it was like if your legs aren't stick thin you look awful and I definitely internalized that for so long so even with the like the wellness division and some of those girls have millions of followers you know so like it's it's kind of just shows that like it's changed now uh, which is fun I mean, it's it's still weird that we're like so fixated on bodies. I get that, but uh, it's nice in a way. <laughs> yeah, and like, oh god, there's like there's like a million questions running through my mind. Actually, gonna like because like, you're told about so much there. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna ask her. Sorry, I told you I can't stop talking once I start. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But actually, the last thing that you said, getting fixated on your body, like, do you find that's probably one of the hardest things about being a coach? Is like, it's kind of like. I want people to start loving and accepting themselves, but also I want you to like, I want to help you change your physique. Do you find yeah. there's like a hard kind of like, kind of like two sided to that coin as such? You're kind of like, you, you want to help that person achieve a physique a hundred percent, but yes, but yes, you want to help them be like, I want you to accept the person that you are. Like how do, do you find that as a coach as yeah. well, like a difficult thing to manage? I do. It is difficult. And it's something like I am very, big with my girls on is like doing that inner work you know because I actually think if you are approaching this from hazing your body and wanting to change you're going to be much less successful mm -hmm. and any goal that's motivated by hatred like that's going to be so much harder to stay motivated to actually keep doing it whereas if you can switch that perspective to be like okay I do love my body and I appreciate my body now but I also want my body to be the healthiest version of itself, not just now, but actually like I'm always, and I never used to think this way, but I kind of think like, okay, when I'm 80, 
do I still want to be able to move around? Do I want to be able to look after myself or do I need to, you know, is it going to be a case that someone's going to have to look after me? I don't want that. You know, I want to be really independent into my old age. Like I see 50 and 60 year olds now and they're running around and like, they're so fit. Like I want that. And like, I know that can be a hard sell to people. I know because especially a lot of my clients are, you know, like they're they're in their twenties. Some of them are a bit younger. Like they're not thinking about those things, but as a coach, I'm like, no, like you should like that. This is a good way to think about it. Or if they say like, Hey, maybe I would love kids in the future. I'm like, okay. So, you know, how can you be the healthiest parent for those children and the healthiest grandparent? You know, if you're a grandparent, do you want to be able to run around after your grandkids or do you want to be grandma who's like stuck in the bed and can't move? Um, so I think that's one way I try and shift their perspective in a, I love and appreciate and respect my body now. So therefore I'm going to do the things that are good for it and if that results in me getting leaner that's great like that's great um but yeah I think it, it is a tough one to balance and that's why I'm I'm so careful about like I don't just want to be like oh I'm gonna help you lose 10 pounds I'm gonna help you get shredded because that's not really my goal my goal is for people to actually just feel better um mm. and sometimes that isn't losing weight you know I think and that's a tough one um with with clients when you can see that they they want that and you're like I know you want to like lose weight or you think you need to, but like, I'm telling you, like, that's not going to help. And also you're not going to look better. Um, you probably will probably will look worse actually. And you'll feel worse. Maybe what you need is to gain weight. Um, so yeah, sorry. I, I also just went on a tangent there. I'm not sure what I just said. No, it but... actually, it, it leads on to the, 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 the real kind of topic I want to talk about mainly in this podcast is the, the like, I suppose, improving, people's mindset and particularly females mindset when it comes to building muscle because there's a lot of stigma and as you kind of actually mentioned fully enough in terms of like back in like let's say the early noughties when we were probably growing up is that there was this whole thing but you have to look like Victoria Beckham you have to do this diet you have to look like a size four whereas obviously now thankfully over the last maybe like five ten years we're seeing way more like body positivity posts and all the contrast and again people embracing their figure like whatever shape or form that it is as well but still a stigma that we're still seeing on social media, which is still bloody bizarre, is building muscle. Is that females can't or shouldn't build muscle. That there is still, I still hear it. I don't know where I've heard it, but I still hear of like situations where a guy will see a girl in a gym saying, oh no, you can't lift that. Oh God forbid. Yeah. I left, I, I left a fucking five kilo dumbbell and I, I just grew muscle overnight. So, and obviously this is what, what I want to talk to you about because obviously like you've now found a, a, a an area of your life where you feel like you're happiest and that's through the form of bodybuilding so I suppose like did you like where did this whole like love for kind of like building muscle like was this kind of again because you started to really embrace your true self was it that you found your love for true fitness that led to bodybuilding I suppose like where's the passion for building a physique that you're like now happy in come from where did it come from oh my god that's actually really that's a really good question because part of me feels like I just kind of fell into this so to give you like a brief backstory I kind of first started going to the gym when I was around 16 but it was like cardio like that was it I there was some machines it was in my school gym which was a tiny room with like four machines and I would sometimes use the machines but all I cared about was getting on the stepper and burning as many calories as I ate to give you a brief idea it was not good it was not sustainable I was eating like nothing um and I actually did lose a lot of weight but like I did not look 
good do you know what I mean um, and that was kind of when the Gymshark era was starting okay. and I do remember finding people like Nikki Blackadder um, Whitney Simmons she didn't compete but Nikki Blackadder um, Robin uh, what was her name Robin Gallant uh, Buff Bunny and I remember seeing those and like they were competing they were doing bikini which like like NPC bikini back then was still like I think if you compared it to bikini nowadays it's like oh my god those girls are tiny but I was just blown away I was like they look so cool and like they're trying to build their quads they're trying to build their shoulders and I was like okay I spent so many years like wanting those areas of my body to be smaller and I can't do it like I like genetically you know if anybody's seen me my, my legs are pretty big and I, I don't think it would be possible for me to shrink them no matter what I did and I just thought like why don't I actually work with my body here and try and get bigger obviously everybody wanted bigger glutes that was like and I still I'm like I just want bigger glutes um but yeah I think and then I just started to get more into like heavier lifting and I just thought it was fun I've always been very extreme with my training um I remember when I started with my current coach she was saying so I trained to failure like that's kind of how I train all my sets and I remember thinking like I've kind of been doing this the whole time even when I was doing like four sets of things I was trying to hit failure all the time so I suppose I just I enjoy that feeling um and that even just the feeling of getting stronger of watching yourself get stronger I think that's the coolest feeling ever um way cooler than actually seeing your body change that's that's it's a nice byproduct but um I think that just feeling of strength and yeah just kind of trying to work with my body a bit more um and then over the years it's just kind of developed and I mean that's like that's nearly 10, 10 years ago, which is ter- actually terrifying for me to say, um, I am getting a bit old now. Um, but yeah, I've been doing this a long time, you know, I think as well, which is something to really emphasize that you're not overnight suddenly going to grow like loads of muscle or change your physique dramatically. Like it takes time. It takes a long time. Like maybe it wouldn't have taken me so long if I'd had a coach earlier on and if I knew what I was doing, but like Either way, if you actually are serious about kind of like building muscle, just be aware, like it's going to take probably longer than you think, probably a lot longer than you think, um, which is why it's so important to find those other outlets, like the strength or, you know, getting more interested in that um, to actually drive you forward. Yeah. Sorry, I also don't know if I answered your question there again. No, no, it did. It did. No, you, you kind of gave me a bit of a backstory in terms of yeah. how long you've been training as well. And yeah. like, um, like with... I suppose like getting to the stage where you are now now I'm losing my train of thought because you're after saying so much I'm just trying to figure out what question to answer next or ask next I should say uh let me just pause there for a second and let me just try and gather my thoughts um so obviously with, with building muscle as well because again a lot of people think that they need to go to a coach to for fat loss they're like oh that fat loss is the goal that's it and again as you said like someone might come to you with a certain goal like yeah, oh, yeah my goal is fat loss and like have you ever helped identify someone who might have come to you initially for fat loss and actually they want to really what they want is to build muscle has, you, has that ever happened to you as a coach yeah um so I, I did actually I've just started um with the new client who's come to me and she she is actually like just kind of finishing up sort of recovery from post amenorrhea and she kind of said like oh, I would love to lose some weight and I was like okay first of all no because that's not happening you can't do that right now that's not what your body needs but even then when she sent me her pictures too I was like you are like quite lean and I kind of said to her like trust me to get 
the body composition that you actually want, it's not fat loss. It's not, it's, it's going to be building muscle because like she, she, she's quite small. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have a lot of muscle. So I was like, you know, if we can actually build muscle and even keep your body composition, your body fat at a similar level to what it is now, like you're going to look dramatically different. Whereas if we just tried to lose fat, you would just look like a smaller version of yourself. It's not going to be the best look, which I think she's kind of like, she's accepted that now. And she's like, yeah, okay. And I was like, for your health, <laughs> there's no way, <laughs> by the way, that you can uh, lose any weight. But yeah, I kind of said to her and I was just showing her photos. I was like, look, like the body that you want is this with muscle. It's not this with less fat. Um, but yeah, I, again, it, it can be a hard sell, but like the, the majority of my clients do come to me kind of wanting to lose body fat and for, for some of them, like that is kind of like what they need. Um, I have a few girls though who did come to me and they like they wanted to put on muscle. And anytime I got in a consultation call and someone says that, I'm like, yes, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It's so fun. Like I, I, I just think it's much more fun to coach because you can get really into the nitty gritty of training and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and it's more fun for them. Like, I think it can be scary. I know it can be scary to kind of, see the scale go up you know one of my girls is um in a game phase now and like she's made amazing progress but even for her like she's like oh like should the scales be going up and I'm like yes yes it needs to go up <laughs> it can't it cannot stay down um that would be impossible but so yeah it, it can be like, I, I get that it can be a hard sell but like you're never gonna diet your way to your dream body especially if you're just starting like maybe yeah you need to do fat loss a little bit at the start to get your body in a better place but like yeah if you're kind of imagining how you want to look and it's that sort of athletic toned look that is not fat loss it's not fat loss it's it's muscle gain and and it's probably going to take you like two years to be to be on to be honest you know I could sell a 12-week fat loss program but but when, when I try and tell you, I'm like, no, this is going to be a long time that you are going to have to be committed to gaining muscle. Uh, it can scare people. But I'm like, the time's going to pass. The time is going to pass. I always kind of put it in perspective. I'm like, like, okay, think back to like the first lockdown. Think how fast that time's gone. Do you even remember what you were doing half the time? Like, probably not. So you could have been working towards that goal um, or you could have not. Um, either way, the time's going to pass, which I think I remember I heard someone say that once. I think it was Lane Norton, like the time's going to pass either way. So like, are you going to use it to get towards your goals or are you just going to stay stuck in the same place? And I was like, oh, that's really clever. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. <laughs> so I always say that to my clients now if they are a bit nervous about starting muscle gaining phases. I'm like, look, if you've come to me and you've been stuck in the cycle of like trying to trying to lose weight and then you're not really happy with how you look, like why not just try the kind of committing to a muscle gain phase? Because, you know, six months will pass and maybe you won't like the way that you look, maybe you'll love it. And you'll be like, oh, that's the best thing I ever did. But then all, all it will take is another 12 weeks to lose the body fat anyway. So yeah, yeah. but it is people, I think we obviously like our society is so like instant gratification. People do not like to hear you say like, oh, that's actually, that's going to take you like two years. They're like, what? No. I'm like, that's what it's going to take. And I just think there's no point in lying to people and saying like, oh yeah, here's my eight week build program. I'm like, eight weeks. (laughs) I would gain like half of a like teeny tiny gram of muscle in eight weeks, you know? So yeah, that's why I'm I'm always trying to continue to put out that message of like, it's going to take you longer. Um, 
but that's okay like that's it you have your whole life to be fit and healthy and if building muscle is one of those things that's going to do that like why not just start so yeah that's kind yeah. of how I am um, feel about that yeah like I think time is one of people's biggest barriers like regardless if it's to lose yeah. body fat or if it is to build muscle people are so focused on I want that like people want today's results yesterday and I'm like well like we'll find a coach that's going to do that because it's not it's not certainly going to be me like a lot of my clients which you might have seen as well from coaching like the people that do stay on and it's not like you know it's not like oh, I want to keep you forever it's like I actually want you to have a happier life and so that you don't end up back at the previous cycles that you've yeah. you've done and actually something that my friend Stephen said to me um we we recorded a podcast episode there on Monday and one of the things he said to me and I was like that's actually amazing he was like you want a client to come to you and for you to say to a potential client that I'm going to be the last coach that you have yeah I say that to everybody and that's what I liked like like, again it's not to fucking give blow smoke in my own arse it's more like I want you to learn and give yourself the time but if you're coming to me and let's say like I would have like an initial um like I have an initial period that someone has to stay with me as yeah as well but I'm like, ideally want someone to stay on afterwards so that they not yeah. only see the benefits that I can give them, but it's more like that they're actually giving themselves the time they deserve. So it's not like, oh, I'm after doing my 12 weeks. It's been great. I'm going to go. And I'm like, but yeah, did you really achieve what you wanted to? And if you didn't, and if you quit, you're going to end up back here in about another 12 weeks time. You're going to end up back yeah. where you said you didn't want to be back week one. So it's like people's issue with time is a huge barrier i think when it comes to general goals whether it is for fat loss or whether it is for building muscle you are not most likely not going to achieve your dream physique in 12 weeks if it's taking you three years to develop certain habits that have led you to this point so fat loss is quicker yes scientifically as as we kind of mentioned but like it it's still going to take some time and it's obviously as we as we know we're not looking for perfection like you're not going to have 12 a perfect weeks where everything is going to be to a T and whatever you're going to come through times where you're on your period and feeling like shite you're going to come through you're going to have like different social occasions that come up so like there's always going to be a barrier but time is the biggest one that I have um yeah. as well. I with a lot of people and obviously like you see all these like eight week yeah. I say, that's why I'm so like I am anti six to eight week challenge I really am hmm. like it, they it just because I just I I know I know what happens afterwards you know I've seen it I have girls on my team and they they have developed some nasty disordered eating habits and things like that off the back of yeah off the back of those sorts of things not like not not full-blown eating disorders I wouldn't take someone on but yeah like some 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 issues and like even just complete lack of knowledge like around what is good nutrition because they were just given a meal plan so then they're with me and they're like, can I eat that? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> and, and like, I'm like, okay, you know, like trying to educate them. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, this is why at this meal, we want to have protein and fiber. And, you know, whereas it's not just like, oh, hey, here's your meal plan. And once you've done that six week challenge, I have your photos. I'm going to use them to mark on my next six week challenge. You have no idea what to do after this. Bye bye. Um, and extra bonus points of hatred if they offer a monetary prize because that grinds my gears your body and your health not something to compete with for a prize I know that that's probably hypocritical to say because I'm a body filter but um you know I feel like it's a bit different but yeah the whole like oh you know win a grand in my eight-week challenge for losing the most weight I'm like oh my god 
that is that should be illegal like like fully illegal like that really it bothers me um so yeah apologies to anybody listening to this who does that yeah oh, no, I, like i'll put my hands up and say i technically did that but now i was only like two months <sighs> into coaching i was yeah. coaching that was the, that was actually no it wasn't this semester it's like february of last year i did like my first kind of like like we were in lockdown and i was like i'm just after starting coaching i would like to make a bit of extra money so i was like i was yeah. like i need to start naming challenge and I didn't actually call it a challenge because I didn't like, I actually didn't like doing challenges, yeah. but I offered prizes. But I, I remember when I advertised, I was like, I'm offering prizes, not from, I don't care about the results you get at the end of the eight weeks. That's not my concern. I'm only going to give to people who genuinely have learned, who have actually educated yeah. themselves, who have got mentally more from it. And I thought that's what I were based it on. Yeah. And um, now some of those clients came on to me, like, you know, to work with me one-on-one um, coaching as well. But like, and again, I, I wasn't sure of the coach that I wanted to be back then. So like I've like everything, we all make not more mistakes. Oh I yeah, yeah. Right. Like I wasn't now I didn't was off, I wasn't offering a fucking grand, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I was able to have that. But like, do you know, like we all do those things as well. And like I see still advertising now, and I completely agree from an ethical point of view. Like, why would you want to earn money just for the sake of like putting your body through absolute shite for eight weeks? It's like yeah. It, it, it it's horrible it's it, it again it's just my ethics again yeah. it's just out there that still do it and I'm like you go for it you do that but I guess it's, it's actually very interesting that you say about the transformation photos thing as well because like it's something that I'm trying to actually stem away from but it's also like I kind of want to show it's a really well. tough Are you, one isn't it a tough one do you find that it normal? is because do you know what like a lot of my clients are really proud of the transformation they've made yeah. And so when I ask them like, Hey, do you mind if I post this? They're like, Oh my God, like, no, like I'm actually really proud of it. Like that's no worries. So like, I don't know. Like, I suppose it, if you go on someone's page and it's just transformations, 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 it's a bit like, um, you know, but I don't know. I suppose if you as a coach know that like it was a healthy transformation and that that person has learned and it's so cliche now to be like oh it's not just the physical but it's the mental transformation that you can't see and like I know that's such a cliche but it is actually really true like you can't actually see like how that person has changed their life um but like yeah no I do I, I do use them sometimes like not all the time like yeah it is a tough one I get it and sometimes I almost feel bad when I do it but I think that's because I listen to too many anti-diet people sometimes um I think yeah so then I'm like oh am I like a bad person because I'm using someone's before and after photos but it's like no that person worked really hard and I know that they did it in a good way you know obviously if if I knew they had starved themselves and were miserable then maybe it would be a bit worse but yeah but then you know you can never look at a photo and actually say like I know what that person went through unless you are like their coach or them themselves um yeah it is it is a tough topic like I get it and sometimes I feel like a villain whenever I talk about fat loss like which is so weird like I, I I've had to unfollow certain people just because no I get what they're doing is great but like sometimes it merely makes me feel like I'm like so awful because I'm trying to help people like I'm like saying like hey this is a good way to save calories I'm like am I propagating diet culture and I'm like no like you're actually just trying to give people good advice so yeah, that's a tough one. As a coach, like I, I, I'm always like, where do my ethics lie? Because I know what I'm trying to do, but like, is that how it's coming across? So yeah, it can be, it can actually be, it's such a minefield sometimes. Um, 
you did ask me about before and after photos and I somehow ended up about diet culture no but I I I very much I very much can relate to that because like at, at the end of the day like a transformation photo is going to influence someone's decision to work with you unfortunately and it shouldn't be that case yeah like it's oh. it's your portfolio at the end of the day like as weird as that sounds like if you were an artist or something like you would have your work yeah. if you yeah. were in any profession where you're producing like if I was a, car- a carpenter I would have a portfolio of my chairs <laughs> you know um I do try, I don't know why that that's love it love it and um, like I do try that's why I do I'm always posting like things my clients say as well especially on my stories like I try and post like their messages and their wins so that it's not just like hey look at this client she looks like this she's lost this much weight I really try I just use the photos like very rarely to put them on my feed if I'm like hey this person's done really well but I more so try and use like the actual words my clients are using and the things they're saying um more so on my on my stories especially because I do I think that's better I think it's better to hear like what someone's actually saying rather than just seeing their before and after photos so I think actually having both is really helpful yeah 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 because look look, like a photo yes it will give say a thousand words but as I said you don't like the only people that know what the person has done to get there is as the coach and the client themselves like no like you put up a maze transformation photo but people only see the image and they're not actually like oh did they eat city amount of calories for like eight weeks just to get that photo like it what like, was really worth it but I'm a, I'm a firm believer in like the actual client wins when it's like a message or like a check-in win from that particular week that's going to say so much more it's going to add so much more value as well because it's just like when you see people actually write out I felt so much more confident this week in comparison to last week I'm like yeah it's like that's that. it gives me such a high I'm like yes this is the stuff I love to read like there's some yeah. check-ins where I've been like nearly brought to tears because I'm like oh yeah please stop like this is emotional to read and it's like you know it's 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 truly remarkable like what like th- that's kind of stuff like yes the physique watching that kind of change over time is amazing but sometimes it's when you read those weekly check-ins it's like that's oh man it's truly empowering from like a coach perspective knowing that like th- that person is making the changes that they wanted to make and they're finally finding themselves in their routine and their training or their, their love for training and stuff like that as well. So that's that's what's going to matter the week on week uh, mental. Yeah. As well. yeah. And also because then I think like somebody, maybe somebody who's watching your stories, they might read kind of like the win and or whatever and kind of nearly identify with that a bit. They'll be like, oh, like that's actually kind of similar to me and maybe something that I've experienced. So, yeah, I think actually getting the words from the client is much better and I prefer to use that more so than just the pictures I just use the pictures the odd time on my on my grid because like it's just handy to have really filler posts <laughs> yeah but as you said they're 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 your portfolio as well which is obviously like I said like people are going to look at them and want to see it and hopefully be inspired from it as well to take action on their goals as well but I suppose like leaking it on to kind of like I suppose like social media because like you know it's still social like something that I do harp on about a lot I've talked about in so many posts I've talked about so many reels I, I'm never going to stop talking about it it's because like social media has a massive impact on our goals so it's like when January comes everyone's like fat loss and when it comes yeah. to summer fat loss and when it comes to x y and z it's always like fat loss or whatever so like do you see like a big trend even now currently that like based off whether it's the time of year or just like all together that like social media can have like a massive impact on your goals and again kind of giving you a goal that you actually don't fucking want in the first place do you see that a lot like as a coach but even just even watch even by what you're even consuming yourself online as well 
Yeah, definitely. Like I think, especially so in the summer, I'm, I'm going to use myself as an example here. So I spent the last two summers basically like bulking. So I was at the height of my kind of improvement phase, if you will. So I was significantly, I was about 20 pounds heavier than I am now to give a, a rough idea. And like, it was really uncomfortable. And doing that during the summer when all you are seeing on your social media feed is people who are really lean or or else like competitors but mostly just like people who are lean on the beach it can really make you feel like oh my god like am I have I failed here because I didn't actually like diet for the summer and it was definitely like a mental challenge in that way because I was like oh like I don't get to like walk around all confident in my little bikini. Like I tried, don't get me wrong. I really tried <laughs> um, to be as like confident as I could at that point. But like, of course, in the moment it is a bit difficult, but yeah, I could definitely feel that kind of per- like societal pressure of like, oh, it's summertime. Like I should be dieting for the summer. Um, so yeah, no, I, I could definitely can see like why. I just think social media makes everybody want to look so different to what they should and then there's the whole like do people even look like that thing which I certainly that's a whole other can of worms I just don't want to open because I think everybody knows at this point a lot of what you see on social media is fake um so or just not even fake I think it's more so the fact that a lot of what you see is people who are posed and in the best lighting which like I don't think you're a bad person for doing that like I'll do that I'll take a picture and I'm like oh that looks great I'm gonna post it like I think that's a natural thing to want to do and but it's just important to remember like when you do look at someone's photo it's like no there's actually like 60 photos that didn't make the cut especially if you're me there's like so many um but yeah no definitely with social media like I think it can be hard if you're just scrolling all the time and TikTok especially because you know everyone's like oh it's hot girl summer I'm getting shredded for hot girl summer and you're like I'm not (laughs) is there something wrong with me so yeah I think for sure social media can play into people's goals and then yeah even with clients who come on they're like oh I've got my holiday so I need to lose some fat and I'm like let's dig into that shall we <laughs> do you yeah it, it's, it's the whole like oh well, I have to I have to look a certain way on a holiday I have to look a certain way for the wedding or I have to look a certain way for whatever I'm like but that it you should like those goals are great to work towards 100% but it's also bearing in mind is like well what do you want to look like after wedding do you want to go back to where you were at square one or do you want to continue on that do you want to try and maintain that look yeah. again people are just so focused on that's my deadline that's my deadline and again that leads back to the whole time situation as well because people are yeah. so focused on like well we have fast cars we have uber eats everything is at the tip of our fingers but uh i hate to be the bear of bad news but our body is not like that you know it's, it's kind of like yeah. it hasn't caught up with society uh you know that's, yeah. what, that's why i always say people i was like we're still like and again without going to history lesson because i've always said this before it's like you know, like you need to think about what, like people need to think about what we were like when we were cavemen like we were active yeah. human beings you know and that's what we're we yeah yeah like our body still thinks it's like in the savannah Pretty you much. know it still thinks it's in it's there uh it doesn't realize that we are in the side it's in their brains our brains technically don't they're just an organ too that's what I try and tell you I'm like trust me your brain is not as advanced as you probably think it is you know at the end of the day you are like a caveman um but yeah I, I always think that as well I'm like our bodies are designed to move and run and here we are like sitting down all day which is again brings me back to like the longevity thing I'm like think about how like 
do you want your to, to have a hip replacement when you're 50 because you've just sat down all day every day and you never walked anywhere and you never actually like used your muscles you know like your glutes yeah they're they look great but like actually their function is walking and you're not walking so of course your glutes are underdeveloped and of course your back is sore and you know, these are all going to cause problems down the line. So maybe if you actually just went to the gym three times a week, you'd find that all those problems would go away. Yeah, no, our society is not set up for health. I don't think at all. Yeah, like as I said, like it's, it's we're just dr- driven by different things. And as I said, like we're being pushed with advertising of like, oh, get your food in like less than 30 minutes or like, you know, there's a McDonald's on every fucking street in London. I'm like, oh, dude, come on. You're not helping me. I'm prep. But like, as that everything has come to us fast and I think yeah. that like, people need to bear in mind that like that's why I always gotta say like good things take time and I suppose like you should not see yourself as more than just eight weeks or ten weeks like you should want to improve yourself constantly and have the habits that you potentially could develop now be through simple as improving on your step count actually drinking fucking water again it's a big thing a lot of like I it's very funny when a client comes to me they're like oh, I have not been drinking enough water I'm like yeah you've probably been dehydrated for the last few years babe like you know and it's like it's people underestimate the power of the basics and I'm like again go back to what we were doing yeah. cave times we were active human beings so it's even seeing people like just improving their habits and that they're like yeah this is the lifestyle I want to have like I want to have this as you said 30, 40 years time that I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm so glad I did that in my twenties. I actually looked after myself. Um, yeah. But um, I suppose yeah. it, oh, sorry, go, go on. No, no, no. I, I, I actually wasn't going to say, I, was, I wasn't going to say anything. So that's fine. <laughs> but to, <gasps> slowly wrap things up, Emma, because I know we could keep talking for ages and we could probably do, end up doing like a six hour podcast episode, but we won't. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. But um, for any females that are out there that are kind of maybe not sure if they want to build muscles that they're maybe like scared with the idea that they feel like they feel like they need and quote unquote need to look lean or shredded and that's how they're going to be that's that's what they think will make them happy what advice would you give them for someone who's trying to figure out what their really goal is and what would make them happy so the first thing I would say is you are not going to diet your way to your dream body most likely for most people that's not what's going to happen for most people if you were to just lose loads of weight uh, lose a lot of body fat with no muscle you're going to look quite small and you know potentially a bit skinny fat now like there are some people like for some people that is what they want like that's and that's fine and like i'm probably not talking to you but for the people who are maybe they kind of they they like the look of say the fitness influencers they they think that it's a nice look they want some glutes they want a bit of muscle on their back you are not going to get there if all you ever do is try and diet and especially like if you try and diet and then you kind of don't really do anything and then you try and diet again and then you don't really do anything again you know as a muscle as a muscle <laughs> as a female um you know, unfortunately, like it is really hard to build muscle. Uh, I think people underestimate like actually how difficult it is as a female to build muscle. And um, especially, you know, if you're not taking any sort of exogenous <laughs> steroids or anything like that, if you're just like natural um, it, it takes time. And, you know, you might look at someone who's like a bodybuilder and think like, oh, she looks, you know, a bit too big. I don't really want to look like that. And it's like, okay, well, a lot of them are on steroids so that's one thing yeah. to consider you know like that's you know and and because I, I I would have been the same you know like years ago I would have looked at say like 
the Olympians and thought, oh my God, like, no, that's too much. I don't want to look like that. And it's like, I could never look like that in my wildest dreams, <laughs> you know, but for you to just look healthy and toned, like that's actually going to require you to build quite a bit of muscle and that quite a bit of muscle is going to take you quite a bit of time to build. Um, so yeah, I think it's just being, becoming aware of the fact that it's a long-term project. It's yeah. not something that you're going to do quickly. And I think like at the end of the day, it's a cliche thing to say, but you are the greatest project you're ever going to work on, you know? So why not commit to like, okay, I'm going to take two years here, even a year to actually just focus on getting strong on, you know, focusing on my performance, not thinking about the way that I look all the time. Um, And because I know if you're kind of always in a fat loss mentality, you become very obsessed with your appearance. Um, And I noticed that myself when I'm dieting, I'm quite a vain person anyway, but I will look at myself all the time because you're kind of like ooh, is that a new ab is that you know whereas when you're in a gaining phase I find like I just stop thinking about the way that I look I just kind of don't really care I've committed to okay like I'm probably maybe I'm going to get a bit uncomfortable maybe I am going to carry a little bit more body fat than I would ideally like to but you know nobody else really notices anyway and also you stop noticing and it's fun like I I I do love my muscle building phases like I like eating a lot of food I'm I've got a big appetite I like going into the gym and having that feeling of like being superwoman of feeling like I could lift heavier than all the men in here um even if I couldn't (laughs) it's an amazing feeling and you know like I kind of come back to what I said I spent the last two summers like heavier and now that I'm dieting down and I can truly see the muscle I built I would not change that for the world because I wouldn't have built that muscle if I hadn't actually just committed the time like it wouldn't have happened and I people might say like oh my god two, like two years is so long I know it's a long time but like that time's gonna pass it's gonna pass regardless you know if I that's from lockdown to now like that seems like the blink of an eye and I promise the next two years is probably gonna feel like the blink of an eye as well so like why not just give it a go? <laughs> I think is one of those things. And I suppose it, as more and more kind of females speak about building muscle and like become not, not more popular, but like as it becomes more popularized, it helps, you know, I'm seeing more girls with the goal of building muscle. I'm seeing more girls be like, oh, I actually do want to be jacked. I do want to get strong. Um, I still think we have a ways to go when it comes to convincing people that like that actually is what they want to do. Um, but I suppose it's just showing people, actually. I think it's showing people like leading by example, you know, like people like us who kind of say like, look, I, I didn't get here by dieting. I, I did not get here by dieting. And I did try really hard throughout my entire kind of game phases to still post. Like, yes, maybe I didn't want to post as much. And maybe I didn't, like, I definitely know, like I didn't post as much as I would post now. And I was less likely to whip out my phone and take selfies in the gym when I was at that kind of peak of body weight. But I did still try to show it. I showed all my training. I showed all the food I was eating so that people can see like, that's what I'm doing to now get to say where I am now. And it's the same now I'm in prep. I'm showing like what I do rather than just showing what I look like because that's not helpful. You know, it's really important to show people like this is it. And it's boring. It really is. I say that to all my clients who come on board with muscle building. I'm like, look, you have to understand like this is going to seem so boring because you just have to go and do the same thing <laughs> every single week. You have to go to the gym. You have to do the exact same sessions, just get a bit stronger eat the exact same meals you just have to really enjoy taking those boxes and like it seems monotonous but like 
I was thinking about this the other day, like life is essentially just doing the same shit every day. Yeah. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, it doesn't matter. You're not doing different things every day. So like, why, why with your fitness goals, do you think like, oh, I need to do something different all the time? Like, do you go into your job and be like, I don't, I, I want to do something different today. Probably not. Like you probably go to your job and do the same thing every day. So take, you know, apply that energy to fitness and yeah, just understand that. Like it takes time, but like, it's so worth it. You know, when you do diet down then, because first of all, you're going to make fat loss a lot easier for yourself if you've got more muscle, because you're going to be heavier. You're going to be, able, you know, like you're going to actually weigh more. So that means you'll be able to eat more to lose body fat, but you're going to look unreal. Do you know what I mean? Like not being vain, but it's really cool to look at yourself and be like, Jesus, like I, I built this, like I didn't have delts like this last year. And I'm like, wow. And it's like, I didn't do that when I was dieting. I did that when I was kind of uncomfortable and a bit heavy and just literally just showing up and doing the same thing all the time. But the time passed regardless. So I'm glad that I now did it, you know? Like literally the best advice ever. Like, oh my God, if nobody after this podcast episode wants to build muscle, I don't know how. <laughs> like literally, I'm even excited. I'm just so excited about my off season already. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to eat again. Know. You know, it's, it's all those things. But like, no, honestly, but that was probably the best advice you could probably give to any female that's probably listening right now that's like, yeah, I want to get jacked. Yeah. I want yeah. To get jacked. yeah, no, that's it. Like you're, yeah, you're not going to get jacked by eating enough food for a child and lifting baby weights you're gonna get jacked by eating big and lifting big like if you could have seen the food I was eating last year oh my god I don't know how I was eating so much and I was out here I'm in Spain now for anyone who doesn't know but it it was the same like I was trying to eat like 500 grams of carbs a day in this heat and it was like it was tough it was tough actually I have to say it's it's actually kind of nice to not be stuffed all the time now but Either way, it was still fun. At the time, it actually was fun eating like a, a giant bowl of cereal. I was like, this is great. <laughs> oh, you know? It has its perks. It has its perks. But Emma, I've like enjoyed this podcast episode so, so much. I honestly think there's going to be so many people who are going to take value from it. But if anyone wants to find you online, where can they find you? So the best place to find me is Instagram. It's, I think, I should have checked this. I think it's just emma.curvin. Um, so it's C-U or, or I-V-A-N. It's a weird name, I know. Um, that's kind of just where I'm most active. I do have a TikTok, which I think is the same. Um, that's a lot more casual and informal. I just use that for fun and to kind of give out to men. Um, so yeah, Instagram's probably the best place to find me <laughs> and to find actual good content. <laughs> that's all right. I will leave a link to your Instagram in the show notes as well. But um, Emma, I've absolutely had such a ball. Honestly, we could have stayed talking for like another few hours because it's just been so yeah. But guys, I really hope you enjoyed this episode with myself and Emma. If you are listening, please do share on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag myself and Emma um, or leave a review on this podcast um, as well. It means so, so much. But I will see you all in, this, in the next episode. And again, thank you so much, Emma. Thank you.